California Values Act, uh, which limits cooperation between local law enforcement and federal immigration authorities. They actually passed an act to be able to not cooperate with federal police officers. That may be the single most stupid thing I've ever heard of in my life. While the federal police officers are going after convicted felons, rapists, human traffickers, drug dealers. Then the second law, the workplace raid law, forbids employers in California from cooperating with federal immigration officials and requires them to give a heads up to their workforce before the immigration agents arrive for inspection. You have got to be kidding me. In any other area of the law, that would be called obstruction of justice. What are we waiting on? Start arresting the folks that are doing that. We shouldn't wait any longer. The third law, the detention review law, allows California officials to inspect federal facilities in the state where immigrants are being detained on immigration-related issue. Who are these people? What are they, what are they thinking about? They passed a law that says we're going to go inspect your federal facility. They obviously did not attend a civics class in grammar school or high school or any other school to understand the hierarchy and how it plays out uh, in the, in this country. Joining us to talk about this is Matt O'Brien, the Director of Research for FAIR, Federation for uh, American Immigration Reform and former Assistant Chief Counsel for ICE. Matt, welcome to the show. It's always good to have you. Thank you very much. Uh, am I overstating this, Matt? No, you're not. If California was a person, it would be declared incompetent and locked up in an insane asylum. This just is completely irrational. I mean, I read this stuff and I think I'm in la-la land. I think the California State Administration is in la-la land. I mean, I'm not sure when these people decided that federal law was something that they could pick and choose and ignore at will. The way our system works is the federal law applies to the entire United States, and that includes state, county, and local government officials. So this is just an absurd argument that's laughable on its face. And I think Sessions said it well when he said, how about, you know, states just say we don't want to comply with any of the environmental protection agency laws. So therefore, if I'm in Minnesota, I could just pollute and dump whatever I want into the river, and I don't really care who's downstream. That's a a, a fantastic point. I I can just imagine if in California somebody said, uh, you know, we're going to ignore all of the uh, federal anti-discrimination and uh, federal OSHA regulations. Um, They would have had a complete meltdown. Um, And and it just it makes you wonder why the officials in California are more concerned with the ostensible rights of illegal alien criminals than they are with voting and taxpaying Californians. And, you know, and it's clear that um, the vast majority of the sheriffs in that state in California uh, are opposed to these three uh, laws. 
The California Peace Officers Association is concerned and opposed to most of these laws uh, as well, where they feel like, in fact, the Orange County Sheriff, um, Sandra Hutchins, who I actually know well, and she's a very forward-leaning and, and very balanced approach to this, says that this is tying my hands behind my back in areas where I think I should notify ICE. Uh, she said this policy also boosts the odds of deportation for other unauthorized immigrants who have not committed any other crime because they're going to conduct these raids, and instead of having our cooperation in dealing with selectively incapacitating the impact violator who happens to be an illegal alien, you're putting everybody else at risk. Well, I think she's correct about that to an extent, although I think that the broken windows model of community policing needs to be applied to immigration. Uh, it's all well and good to say people don't have a criminal conviction, but the fact is, if they're unlawfully here in the United States, they're trespassers in our country. And as we're seeing, for whatever reason, that seems to lead to a much higher rate of criminal activity. Perhaps it's because people are living in the shadows, or perhaps it's because you have to be opportunistic to violate the law and come here. But either way, what we're seeing is that we have an epidemic of crime being committed by people who are illegal aliens. So here's a thought. Let's actually remove them from the United States as soon as we know they're here illegally before they have a chance to prey on the American public. You know, in this, in this mayor, uh, Libby Schaff, um, the idiocracy that comes out of her mouth never ceases to amaze me. She responds to the attorney general by saying, how dare you distract the American people from a failed immigration system that tears apart decent families and forces workers that our economy depends on to harvest our crops, deliver our services, and build our cities to live in fear and work under oppressed conditions. You came here illegally. (laughs) And if indeed it's a failed system, it failed because we haven't been enforcing the laws that are on the Absolutely. And Schaff and all of her cohorts are a big reason for why that has happened, because there's no this notion that somehow we need to pander politically to the Hispanic voting bloc as if it were monolithic and they're all in lockstep. And the net result of this is that California has 3.5 million illegal aliens that are costing taxpayers about $23 billion a year in health care, education, and law enforcement costs. Meanwhile, the schools are crumbling. The state doesn't have enough water, and they can't maintain any of the basic social services and, and, and civic responsibilities that state governments are supposed to fulfill. And they just removed in, in, in Orange County, San Diego, and other areas, they're having big problems with the homelessness of that, uh, not a vast majority, but a good percentage of those folks are illegal aliens that are here. And they're staring the obvious in the face and walking right around it. Well, I mean, if you're going to extend a honeypot of local and state benefits to people and tell them, listen, you can show up and uh, live in the United States without any authorization to be here, and we're going to reward you for it by making sure you don't have to work, giving you free health care, and educating your children for zip, why wouldn't people come? I mean, that's the American dream. Matt, we've got to get to a break. Can you stay with us? Certainly. Got to get to a break. We'll be right back uh, with Matt O'Brien, director for FAIR. We're back and we continue to talk about the tug of war between the state of California and the federal government over uh, this issue with illegal aliens. And um, Matt, 
Governor Jerry Brown uh, seemed to make this uh, like very political because uh, he wanted to say that that Attorney General Jeff Sessions is doing this only to curry favor with the president in order to get back in good graces with him. Well, that seems absolutely silly to me. I mean, what the Attorney General is doing is he's actually enforcing the laws as they're written on the books, which apparently Governor Brown doesn't understand that's actually the job of government officials. Yeah, you know, I mean, and they keep saying that we are a state of immigrants. Well, we're a country of immigrants, but that doesn't mean that you can't have rules and regulations and laws and that everybody has to abide by them. Well, certainly. I mean, we're we're to a certain extent a nation of immigrants, but one of the things that we've always expected is that people were going to obey the laws, come here legally, and then assimilate. And what California seems to be doing is sending a message to people that not only do you not have to obey the laws, you don't have to assimilate, and we're going to give you everything that you ask for for free, which is just very inconsistent with the whole notion of the American dream. And Governor Brown goes on to say that we don't really stand in the way of federal law enforcement, but when you read the workplace raid law that forbids employers from cooperating with federal immigration officials when they go out there to check for the I-9s, correct, um, that they have to let them know beforehand and give them a heads up that they're on their way. Well, California doesn't... You know, simply does not have the authority to impose that kind of requirement on the federal government. The Supremacy Clause of the United States Constitution says that federal law is the supreme law of the land. And why is that so difficult to understand for California officials? Um, I, I think that they see a benefit in making this a state's rights issue, and it, it really isn't. I mean, if you look at this, uh, it, when the opposite situation occurred, when Arizona tried to be an adjunct to federal law enforcement efforts and immigration, the Obama administration sued Arizona and said, listen, this is a preempted federal area. You don't have any authority to act here. So that was the decision that the, the pro-illegal alien folks were looking for at that time. They got it. Now they don't seem to understand that that's a binding Supreme Court decision, and it applies equally in this circumstance. So California doesn't have any authority to say to the federal government, we're doing X, Y, and Z in the immigration area, and there's a Supreme Court case saying that they don't have that authority. So the best action for the AG to take at this point is to copy the brief that was done by the Obama administration in order to counteract what Governor Jerry Brown is saying. Yep, I think that would be a great strategy. The other thing that hasn't been raised, and it should be raised more often, and FAIR has talked about this uh, frequently, there's a settled body of law saying that the states under the Tenth Amendment have no ability to put up obstacles to the enforcement of a federal regulatory scheme that is not unconstitutional. It's called uh, obstacle preclusion or obstacle preemption. And it's it's been a settled issue since at least the 1970s. So it's sort of shocking that any of these ridiculous claims are being entertained. But then that's the way things tend to go in the Ninth Circuit. Well, I think, that, you know, and I, there, there's been several folks, and I've talked to some of the California law enforcement uh, folks out there as well, who I used to interact with a lot. Uh, there. There's a desire amongst some folks to have a federal criminal investigation against the Oakland mayor in order to find out where this, uh, her credible sources are about and who they are relative, uh, to ICE raids and, and her trying to preempt those by, uh, issuing warnings. 
Well, certainly she has probably violated 8 U.S.C. 1373, which is the uh, provision that has to do with harboring illegal aliens. There's a number of other provisions that say that uh, municipalities and state governments cannot interfere with information sharing with ICE. Uh, more importantly, I, I think people should kind of understand how this works. That information may not have been leaked. Very frequently when a federal agency goes in to do an operation in an area, they will actually let the local police know in order to avoid any uncomfortable situations, especially if they're operating in plain clothes. So what happened is ICE may have acted in good faith, and then the mayor of Oakland just turned around and stabbed them in the back. Yeah, I mean, none of this uh, makes any sense uh, on on any level as they approach this. And then the, de the detention review law, I'd like to talk about that as well. Can you stay a few more minutes with us? We're back, and we've been talking about the issue with the uh, tug-of-war going on between the state of California and the federal government. On the text line, it says, Good morning, Newell. We are, a nation of, we are not a nation of immigrants. We are a nation of citizens, of which many happen to be immigrants, legal immigrants. And I guess that's probably a more appropriate way of uh, stating it. Matt, one of the other issues that um, California passed a law called the Detention Review Law, which allows California officials to inspect federal facilities in the state where immigrants are being detained on immigration-related issues. They have this whole supremacy thing upside down, huh? Completely upside down. California has absolutely no authority to inspect federal facilities, uh, particularly those dealing with issues like immigration where the states don't have any authority to act. Um, it, it's kind of like me saying I you know, can come in off the street and inspect your house for cleanliness whenever I feel like it, but it's not my property. It's just an absolutely absurd notion. I mean, this is completely contradictory. Because they say they have no play in immigration, and yet they pass a law that says that they want to have a play in immigration in, in inspecting federal facilities that hire that uh, house illegal immigrants. Well, as I mentioned before, not only do they have no play in immigration, according to them, they actually secured a decision from the Supreme Court confirming that. Now that the result is not something that they like, they're, they're you know, going completely hypocritical and just ignoring the decision that they fought in court at taxpayer expense to win. You know, the, the other issue that comes up a lot, and we've got this on the text line, it, you know, we talked about the cost um, of the illegal immigrants in California, and a lot of folks are saying, well, how much do they generate in tax revenue? Uh, it's a much smaller amount. I don't have the exact figure on hand for uh, California, but I can certainly email that to you. Uh, but they, they consume many, many more services than they generate in taxes. One of the reasons for that is that particularly at the federal level, a lot of illegal aliens can go ahead and file a tax return. And if they've had any kind of withholding, what they get is a refund. And then if they're eligible for tax credits based on U.S. citizen children, they wind up collecting a net profit from the federal government. And the situation is not that different under a lot of the state taxation laws. So let me get this straight. You actually get a tax preference over U.S. citizens. 
Yeah, essentially we are paying people to be here illegally because we're not taking into account the fact that they have no authorization to be here. And the Internal Revenue Service, rather than assisting the Department of Homeland Security, has publicly stated that its job is to collect taxes. And because the tax code refers to all income from whatever source derived, the IRS feels that legally speaking, it doesn't have to worry about whether people have authorization to work in the United States. It, it's just this insane circle of defective logic at both the state and the federal levels. Well, it's all making sense to me now. I, I get it now. I, you know, I mean, it's just... <laughs> I, mean, I hate to even dig any deeper. Um, you know, and, and I guess this whole line of thinking, you know, well, how much do they generate in tax revenue? So let's just let's just bring this home for a second. I go steal your property, and it's valued at X, and I sell it for X plus three, and I happen to pay the sales tax to the local community for that sale of that illegal property, and that makes it all okay. Yeah, I mean, it's completely crazy logic. Think of it this way. If I show up at your house uninvited and then I decide to chip in for a bit of your mortgage, does that mean I have a right to stay and my presence should be viewed positively? I think you're probably going to want to get rid of me after a certain point. Well, that may be legal in California. I don't know. We may want to check that out because uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, at this point, there was no, there's nothing that would surprise me from the left bank out there. <laughs> at all. I mean, I mean, you know, this logic is just completely crazy. And meanwhile, meanwhile, taxpayer dollars are financing their lives and, and, and their, and, and, you know, and, and Jerry Brown seems to think that California is the economic epicenter of the entire country because he said something along those lines. And, and therefore, they are giving more to the federal government than what they're receiving from the federal government, and I'm not sure that's the case. I don't think that is the case, um, and I think that's why so many of these places have been so upset about the Trump administration's plans to withhold law enforcement funding because a lot of these administrations are dependent upon federal government monies just in order to meet their basic budgetary needs. So, I mean, one of the things that we have to look at with this is – are we forcing the taxpayers in the rest of the country to help fund this insanity in California? And are the policies of states like California actually acting as a safety valve for a corrupt Mexican government and giving it the relief that it needs from internal problems by sending everyone here and the funds it needs through remittance payments that are sent back so that it can continue on its merry way raping the public fisc and the civil rights of the Mexican people while we pay for it all. Well, you know, there's the, in, there's this notion of for every dollar created in a microeconomy, the dollar turns over seven times. But if you're taking that dollar and shipping it across the border vis-a-vis uh, Western Union or whatever other services that they're sending this money across the border to, they get the ripple effect of the seven times turnover of the dollar as opposed to the United States. 
Definitely, and we're not even taxing those remittances. So depending upon whose estimates you look at, there's anywhere from 20 to $40 billion worth of money that's supposedly generated in the American economy and that these people are claiming illegal aliens are spending, which they're actually sending home, so it doesn't have any economic effect here in the United States. Right. I don't know. I know we'll talk more about this because this saga is going to continue, I think, for a long time, and I'm not sure we're going to resolve it anytime soon, but I certainly hope so because, meanwhile, the lives and the safety and security of citizens there, but more importantly, the law enforcement community that's out there trying to enforce these laws, I think is at risk every day. It is. It is. Unbelievable. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Matt O'Brien, Director of Research for FAIR and the former Assistant Chief Counsel for ICE. We really appreciate your insight. Thank you.